0: I meant to ask that the Pew exercise, do you find that effective with like men as well?
1: Um, It depends what our goal is.
0: Because I have a male student, don't know if you're recording yet, so I'll keep I it am. vague. Okay. I have a male student that when he came in, no head voice. None. Okay. No falsetto, no whatever term you want to use. Oh, for okay. It.
1: Like, like, like no, no, no mo- up no. No mo- to, like nothing.
0: Nothing. And we've gotten it, so we spent all last semester just doing exercises. Cause also we were working pitch as well.
1: Oh, like on pitch, like trouble matching pitch. pitch. Yes, yes, Got it. yes, okay. yeah.
0: I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. Well I, anyway, fa- we ended I'm up just working you- the extremes of yeah. the register working in just yeah. to get accustomed to making sounds. Yeah. But I mean,
1: that's probably what I would have done too.
0: Oh, good, good. So, you know, making sounds, getting accustomed to doing that, building up some just coordination this semester really need the problem is though because we've been doing that like he doesn't know how to navigate the middle which uh-huh. is funny you know we spent a lot of time talking about the middle with women and i realized like i don't i don't know what to do with this I don't, I don't know how to help him. Like
1: how to bridge.
0: How to bridge. How to bridge. And some of it might just be that he's just not there yet. Like, I kind of half wonder if I'm I just... I mean, it
1: does take time.
0: If I'm just when, rushing it. When
1: those muscles are totally unadapted to Yeah. doing that. I mean, it, I think sometimes we could get into a rush um, of, 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 of to do it. But before we get too far into that...
0: Hey, guys.
1: Vocal fam, here we go. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the third format, everyone's favorite buzz song. It's always so nice when our Friday morning <laughs> sessions are accompanied by vocalizing in the background. I, know, I don't I know if I'm never really quite sure if they actually get through to the recording or not I because don't know. Of, I have our levels kind of down since it's just us. But I
0: honestly and I honestly I love weeks where we have where it's just us so we're just kind of talking about nothingness.
1: Okay, so I don't know if
0: y'all like that as much. So <laughs> uh,
1: Sarah was just talking about an experience with one of her students. Um, vocal fam, welcome back.
0: Hello. Yeah, we uh, took a little.
1: We are we are we are sorry. Break. It's been like a long time since we've really been releasing episodes. Um, you
0: thought we were back?
1: And I promise we will not have an episode next week. Yeah. Um, but tell them uh,
0: why.
1: Well, I mean, well, life <laughs> so, update. So two weeks ago, we did not do an episode because Doctor P's kids both had COVID. Oof. And then Dr. P, from the COVID, didn't get COVID, but got a tickle in his throat. And I, I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast, but Perna has bum, bum, bum tonsils. Like, they're terrible. And if anything enters my tonsils, I get strep throat. I've had the strep throat worst. as an adult more times than most people have had strep throat in their entire life. Um, like, at one stretch, I had it six times in 18 months. a lot yeah that was before like my initial like years and years and years ago uh acid reflux diagnosis um anyway i ended up with strep throat two weeks ago i literally could not speak um and and it took longer to get that back than i was hoping
0: well I mean, how much of that too is also like you had been in the house with your two kids with COVID and being like just assuming probably that you had COVID and not immediately jumping yeah.
1: to
0: Oh, is this strep?
1: By the way, my children are fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's That's a good thing to put out there. Um
1: and neither my wife nor my mother who lives elderly mother who lives with us were affected. Um obviously we are a vaccinated and boosted household. Mm-hmm. Um and uh they had a they had a slight tickle in their throat for 24 hours. I had a slight tickle in my throat that turned into
0: a raging monster. The
1: were actually the worst strep I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> it took all five days of azithromycin for me to actually like really start feeling better.
0: That's wild, because like that is the one thing with strep is usually you get that you get antibiotic in there.
1: Yeah, like
0: you're miserable no, leading up to no, that.
1: No, I'm actually fairly certain that I scarred my tonsils.
0: That's not great.
1: Yeah, it was something like yesterday was like kind of the first day. Like weeks later, that I felt like I had my mode two back.
0: Oh, explain like that.
1: completely going back to your opening. Um, then last week I apologized that we just didn't get an episode out. It was completely my fault, and um, and next week we will not have an episode either. Uh it's the because season of life it happens. It's uh yeah, Perna's Perna's in a bit of a season. We've got him. Which will be over here at some point. Getting there. Get uh anyway, vocal fan, but here we are. Um and you know, going back to what you were just talking about, Sarah. Yeah. With Ooh. the student you were referencing. I think I would have started exactly the same as you did.
0: Good, good. That makes me feel better. And probably we could so, have kept doing that.
1: So you know, I, I don't know. One of the things I would I would probably do, like Vocal Fam, if you had a student like Sarah was just referencing, who uh, a individual, probably a baritone, really maybe baritone, baritoner, ish. In, in that, in that. General
0: vicinity. voice type range. If, if if he's a tenor, he's not like a crazy high tenor. Sure. He definitely at the moment.
1: Sure. So is more comfortable lower. So one of my favorite like things as you're starting to if, if if you were able to separate and sometimes this can be a really good approach to helping tenors like find their high C. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you can get like the C to come in before you'll actually even get like notes around the C to come in. Mm-hmm. like below the C to come in. like sometimes the B flat and the B are, are more difficult than the C. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, like what what I would probably try mm-hmm. is then an isolated exercise starting around maybe an A okay and doing like a really heavy mm-hmm. and flip the octave. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Or like something like that, or even yeah. just go to ooh on purpose. Ah, ooh, ah, and then I'd move that around a little by little, you know, maybe Yeah. Up just... and down a little bit. And then I would repeat it. Ah, ooh, ah, but okay. we'd bring the ah in one step higher. Because the ah, obviously is gonna encourage you Just know, it's going to encourage a, a, a more mode one production, yeah. yeah, But you're, but the goal being that that ooh, which obviously is going to encourage the mode two production anyway, and keep the thin string and this, that, and the other, whatever you think about, however you think about it, vocal fam. But so th- then eventually, you can, you know, move that around a little bit,
0: yeah, whatever,
1: and then take it to the fifth, mm. ah, ooh, ah, ah,
0: ah, okay. Okay. okay, that that I could see that being I could see that specifically being a good one for him because a lot of the upper exercises we've been doing and what honestly helped him get it the get that sound and what still is the most reliable is that if I tell him do some real hootie hootie helps yeah him a lot. yeah sure but
1: by the way vocal fam. Forgive my singing. I have not sung. It's it's early in the morning. It's early, and I we're, have not, we're not really awake yet, guys.
0: At all yet. It's it's early. I haven't
1: taught today. I haven't warmed up. I no, haven't, and whatever.
0: I don't think I would necessarily be pushing him for this so soon, if if he didn't have some stuff coming up where it, it would be very beneficial to him to at least begin to get comfortable with. Yeah, that sure,
1: range. sure, sure. But also, I mean, the dynamic relationship of the of the you know. The of the musculature that's having to adapt to that, um, the the what the mus- how the musculature is shaping the air column in the vocal tract, and and you know just encouraging the best shapes that you can encourage. Mm-hmm. I think that when you go to the ah, mm-hmm. particularly on the fifth, mm-hmm. um, it, you know it, that the encouragement that the sound will remain in that more collected sense first uh and a convergent resonator mm-hmm. like I might even have them do my little pencil thing and bite the pencil oh
0: we do. you know ah,
1: ooh, ah, yeah. so that so that the switch from ooh to ah Doesn't. is not just going to this wildly divergent mouth yeah. shape um you know that that could be
0: no that's that's smart that's that's what I just thinking about because I mean look vocal fam student. I'm telling
1: you I don't know the the, the <laughs> I was actually having a conversation with our our, our good friend Ken Bozeman about this via email yesterday and I was echoing a, a sort of thought that he had shared but that I'll share just of my own um that the more I become really so clear on the impact of how vocal tract shapings are affecting the first two resonances, Mm -hmm. the less and less sciencey I teach. Which I know doesn't make any sense. It seems paradoxical. But using affect and using just basic actual physical sometimes Gestures like biting the pencil, or like you know, I'm all
0: about some physical gestures. I think my students might think I'm crazy,
1: but the more I just continue to be so amazed at how in nonlinear interactions, and I know that for some of our listeners, this just continues to give more credence to transient voice production. The more we coax the vocal tract into a compliant—this is my word now—is is compliant. compliant into a compliant shape for the for the pitch, mm-hmm. like as for the fundamental. The more we coax the vocal tract into a compliant shape f- per fundamental, th- the more stable and and consistent the phonation becomes, and. And when it's not in that compliant shape, the more reachy the larynx wants to yep. to get. Um, so anyway, that's I mean that's I that's, that's one know. exercise on a variant on that same exercise. Yeah. you might put it in a, in a in a more centralized key. Okay. So like like um like we were I started with starting A A there and doing A major. Mm-hmm. You might start A A in D major and do So So then do a scale to really have to navigate Mm. Ah, ah. Um, that's probably a secondary step like I probably wouldn't I wouldn't typically start there
0: yeah yeah Um,
1: but that's another way you can help even a little further yeah yeah Yeah. that's
0: smart because like we kind of tried doing I tried doing red the red violet blue exercise Mm -hmm. love it and like it was close i think it was a little beyond yeah it was a little more advanced than i needed Mm -hmm, to go in that mm -hmm, day mm -hmm. but i was just like i feel like this could help and it definitely did to it it at least helped him realize that he was capable of making three different sounds on the same pitch which i think was a new idea
1: for him yeah um I, have you have you played around? Now, this this particular individual I know has a different native speech pattern than than you and yes, I. Yes,
0: and that's been I think a l- part um, of it too.
1: Have you played around with any of the utility of 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 a uh, of schwa?
0: No, and I hadn't. You know, honestly, um, that this hadn't even popped into my I head. I
1: would I would play around. Schwa vocal fam, I think, gets a really bad rap
0: but it can because, be because
1: because in an american speaker it can really create a dull sound if, if executed kind of poorly lazy lazily lazy. that's
0: a that's a better word
1: um, but i think uh gets a bad rap well because it's so neutral mm-hmm. that you can and here's the thing uh is really the sub for ah. Like in that pitch range that we're talking about, uh, uh really becomes the 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 I almost okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I've been thinking about just the utility of closing vowels again. Okay. Not necessarily closing the vocal tract like my pencil. Yeah. thing of like biting a pencil or your finger or whatever but just the utility of thinking of subbing for the next closed vowel most close vowel mm-hmm. in any exercise obviously now if you're listening out there you might say to yourself well yeah that's a classical singing strategy maybe but you know I've been playing around with it with my belters mm-hmm. a lot and with the idea on like red blue red blue red, b- violet, blue, blue, blue violet red that, like, with red, rather than making the sub to, like, like to the mixed noise... Yeah. Keeping the vowel consistent, and, like, when they get to about a B natural... Yeah. And we're going, red, red! And I'll have them close the vowel to almost a German A. Mm, okay. Like, AV. Okay. The utility of that. And I do the same thing, then, about in the same pitch range with A... And and switch to schwa. To us. Uh, Particularly mm. with a feeling of like um the experientialness of that in the vocal track, in the in the pharynx, rather than in the mouth. Yeah. Not that I not that I want the mouth to get shouty aye or anything yeah. either. Um but um, even with a musical theater, I'm, ta- I'm talking about training musical theater singers here. Um, but boy, has that clicked a couple of vocal tracts into into a compliant,
0: a, into a compliant, into a compliant shape. That's, that's a term that Jamie uses a lot because you know attorney, Jamie, and so, her husband. Yeah, my my husband. And so my brain. Every time you say that, I don't know. My brain just like. What? This isn't where I hear this word. I believe Dr.
1: Titsa would say acoustic impedance compliance or something of that nature.
0: And that also sounds which I guess those are all very sciencey terms and while my husband is an attorney, he is an attorney for scientists also an engineer so, so Yeah, mean, that's probably Yeah. He loves he loves anytime I mention something like that he gets so excited and he loves to tell me all about more science. Vocal
1: fam, can I tell you another thing that I had happen in a lesson this week? Was working with a student, okay. pri- a private client, and um, working on coaxing some vocal tract shapes.
0: Shapes. We like shapes.
1: And uh, I noticed all of a sudden that this singer struggled with some, what I would call...
0: You lost your screen.
1: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, this singer... Nope. Nope. This singer um struggles with what I would refer to as he's um this person is a classical singer. Okay. Not a not a musical theater singer or okay. other other style uh, pursuing classical singing and sings with what I would refer to as a generally too open timbre. Okay. Like the timbre is Habitually slightly too open, except
0: okay.
1: on e and o themselves, the ones with the actual low first vocal tract resonance in the first place,, mm-hmm. very closed vowel, close vowels, as it is um and but the rest of the voice just wants to even on like an o, which is a round vowel,
0: yeah. But just wants to be and open. often
1: one that I will start with vocal fam in training particularly a tenor or a baritone mm-hmm. um, or a bass because of the native the natural lip rounding of the vowel but even that wanted to stay really sticky open and we've only had a couple of sessions this is yeah, a newer new. client whatever and uh all of a sudden I noticed that there was some quite a bit of habitual, Lip protrusion.
0: Interesting. Going on. Oh, very interesting.
1: Which is a thing that I've heard some people actually sub as a way to elongate the vocal tract in the cover.
0: Oh. Except,
1: uh, I don't, I don't know what the source of this was. I kind of don't care.
0: Wish y'all could see this. Uh, I'm flaring
1: my lips. Trying to talk as normally as possible.
0: Well, that with the Puccini mustache is just
1: quite. Yeah, the, the mustache something. is a thing. Anyway, 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 once, but particularly the impact of the lip flare okay. on an O okay. creates just oh. an inherently it's open. It's not
0: O, oh. yeah. <laughs> no, because it's
1: kicking the third vocal tract resonance too low.
0: Yeah.
1: We're kicking the second vocal tract resonance too low, and that first one is too high because the mouth opening is too big.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so it's
1: creating this wildly uh, uh, mistakenly divergent shape.
0: But it is wild how like you're right some at some point that was a direction given that potentially even worked when that like when we found that maybe for
1: something it for might, something, might have worked something, for something. It, I have with a tendency to take and run. I have more commonly seen that directive given, and I'm not trying to blame choir directors here. No, that's not what I'm doing. I've, I've seen that directive given as a more, because it's easy to generically say to a group of people, that's a thing that a group of people could more generically do.
0: Well, to make a, to make a, you're trying to make everyone kind of sound similar. You Correct. want things to blend. And I'm sure that when that was given, it probably was effective. It might have been. It might have been.
1: But it was creating then... And and then it was leaking over to all kinds of those open sounds. Yeah. The A vowels, the A vowels, the whatever. And because we were in an online setting and it was very easy to visually monitor what we were doing, Mm -hmm. the difference that that created, all of a sudden, the O vowel just wanted to passively turn. Oh, yeah. It was a weird sensation to the singer.
0: I'm sure it probably felt completely different completely. you know
1: and so it was a bit and after a little bit of it because it was new look vocal fam anything new even if good can kind of tire you out because yeah. you're
0: it's new you're, you're trying thrown to,
1: off balance
0: you're also t- having to focus very hard
1: yeah, yeah 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 sure so i mean and obviously when we tried to then take that to a piece of repertoire
0: probably didn't translate
1: right Totally to be expected, of course. Um, but but it was a really nice discovery. Um, and now, speaking of vocal tract shapes, well, you know, it's been a while since we've really talked about acoustics.
0: It has. It has. It Wow, it really has. It's kind of nice. Sorry, my brain just went it's like... It's kind
1: of nice to be back. I'm, I'm teaching acoustics this term. Woot woot. Uh... And uh, we're, we actually just finished our perception unit.
0: Honestly, how fitting that. Uh, yeah, how
1: just fitting. finished our perception unit and um, gave out the take-home exam and um, been completed uh, at this point. So, because we're four weeks in and we finished our first exciting unit.
0: Exciting and exciting time.
1: Yes, vocal fam. I actually begin my acoustics graduate acoustics course with perception and psychoacoustics, not with. I cover some basic acoustics material in this obviously yeah. but it's also not the first time in the degree sequence that they've come across no. words like harmonic and vocal tract resonance and this yeah. kind of thing.
0: It's not totally new.
1: I, I, if you don't know this I introduced those things in the actual ANAT and Physio basic course and mm. then so this is not the first time that they're experiencing this material. We obviously go more in depth in this class but anyway we just finished our, our psychoacoustics unit this week um had a lovely time actually i just love taking that leontine price o patria mia and comparing that high a to that to that um version of eden belting that g sharp in brooklyn because you know the fundamental i mean it's only a yeah they're right semitone apart right there But uh, such just wonderful strategies by just two really elite athletes. And it's just so wonderful comparing those two moments of, you know, and showing them why a bass voice generally presents as inherently buzzy and all the garbage that the tenor voice has to navigate.
0: What a comfort. That was such like weirdly comforting, like learning all that, being like, oh, okay. This is just, there was, I was never going to make those sounds.
1: But it's also a wonderful realization that, of course, Miss Espinoza, even in that super belt or skrelt or whatever you want to... Whatever she... Whatever terminology you'd like to apply to that, she in head voice... (laughs) Just listen to the fundamental. There is no doubt that that is a noise that is in a mode two production. Yeah. Speaking of noises like that in a mode two production... Sarah and I had a wonderful experience yesterday.
0: We did. We
1: did. Sarah and I got through me. Te-
0: <laughs> yeah. Me
1: teaching her a lesson.
0: Yeah, I mean, is that the first? Honestly, it's the just first like,
1: time we've really been able to get through to a complete lesson. To do a lesson, yes.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate.
1: Sarah is preparing a new role.
0: Yep. You'll, you'll literally never guess. <laughs> literally. We had
1: a huge problem with Godspell in so much as that we had hired, we cast the whole show and double cast the whole show, except we had a real problem with John the Baptist and we hired someone to do uh, John the Baptist for two performances of the four and then we realized that they were literally only available for two Those of the four. two, yeah. And um, we needed to hire someone else to do John the Baptist. And we tried multiple outcomes. And we decided, in the end, after exhausting all of their options. <laughs> and and when I say exhausting all of their options. I was going to say,
0: this is one time where I am not offended. Perna to, tried uh, a lot. be a last resort.
1: <laughs> we hired Sarah. Wait, you've got me. As a pants roll John the Baptist.
0: You know, I prefer Judas.
1: Judas, excuse me. Okay. Uh, Judas slash John the Baptist, I mean, or just actually, call me Judas. Normally, we would say John slash Judas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so Sarah and I, and we can't change the, we keys, can't the keys because the other is a baritone yep. and needs the keys to be and. The harmonies of On the Willows can't. Well, they change. had already learned. They, yes, the cast they, had
0: already learned. The cast
1: had already learned, and all we're doing the stuff. The, and we're doing the 2012 revival of Godspell, and yeah. so like the BGVs are involved in this show. Yeah, and so like we couldn't change the keys of Prepare Ye and and honestly, All for the Best is fine anyway. All for the
0: Best was fine. That one, like mm, um, piece of cake.
1: But so anyway, uh, so Sarah is has stepped in as one of our two Ooh. hired John Judases.
0: Yep, yep. I'm still, I'm still
1: trying to come up in my mind with a plural for Jesus. The j-
0: Yeshuas. The nope, that sounds sacrilegious. I think sacrilegious. Yeshuas
1: is, is what I'm using. Yeshuas. Yeshuas.
0: I like it. I anyway,
1: like it. Um, but because uh, there are they are double cast. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Sarah and I yesterday, Sarah asked. I didn't like demand anything or no, anything. No,
0: I, I needed. I had reached a point, friends, where I was not going any further with two of the three songs on my own and by not going i don't even mean like i like i was not going to make any progress with them <laughs> past what i had
1: uh she's giving herself a harder time than perhaps was 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 uh true because um, it came in she came in in better shape than i think she thought she was in That's good. I, but I not uh think but um it was really it was really lovely um you know uh you know working so we were working prepare ye in the actual key
0: yep
1: you know um which for sarah when she does it big we're gonna start her down the octave and let her oh, yeah, kind of work into it because nice it's just it just well, works just better. the
0: character yeah yeah it yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, sound yeah. right
1: and then she pops. but then she pops it up and has to come in on that d sharp yep. You know, up the key,
0: guys. That's pretty. That's pretty high.
1: And that's a that's a legitimate um, high mix. I think is a is that a fair is that a fair way to say that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've crossed that D five threshold. Yeah. At that point, uh, that is typical in 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 a lot of voices. That there's a little bit of a acoustic transition there for a musical theater singer. So we had to come up with some strategies, and of course, it's on an e <laughs> Well,
0: that's the thing—is like, you know, I've sung some songs just for my own pleasure, nothing fancy, where I sing up in that range, and I'm real—I am able to belt, maybe hit she, some she, in a more belty. She can. Tone, but they're not. The word pre, pre, pre—it just feels cruel.
1: So anyway, we just anyway. worked on a simple exercise. Where I had her do a fifth slide on u, yeah, really smelly u, and then we did it, repeated it on e, yeah, w- and all our all we encouraged was that she went absolutely divergent and wide, and if you it ever worked. went tall,
0: yeah, it, 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 the larynx grabbed
1: a hold. Yep. And it was and, not pleasant. And it was a little under pitch and yep. not great. It just wasn't... But if she trusted the shape... Yep. It was brilliant. What she is. was killing that. I mean, just full out, you know... I mean, it was some kind of mix. It was Yeah, it was
0: definitely a mix. And, like, but some of it, too, is, like, mentally accepting the the way it felt was okay.
1: Yeah, and I think okay. some of and that... And
0: that the sound to To other people was not like what my ears were hearing, and then it worked.
1: Right? Oh yeah, no, it was. Listen, I mean, I know, I know, I teach musical theater singers. It was brilliant. (laughs) Um, It was a brilliant sound. I mean, she 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 was rocking it. I mean, like by the Mm -hmm. time we were done, I mean, it was, it was not just good. It was actually remarkably impressive. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Because
0: that that song is, well, it's not written for a woman. It's just it's just not. <laughs> it's just not. Perhaps. And I mean, I knew that I could sing all the notes in the role, but I want it to fit the character.
1: Right. And and it needs that excitement cuz we're I mean, we're doing the straight up rock band, that's the you other know, thing three is, guitar books. I mean, version Not of even just show. the
0: character, but the music because right. yeah, it's like we were saying yesterday like Judas, John the Baptist and Judas those three songs are wildly different.
1: Wildly different. If you're familiar with Godspell, they have to sing "Prepare Ye," which is a, you know, particularly in the rock. modern version, is like a real 70s rock ballad. Yep. And then they have to do "All for the Best," which is with the, du- the duet with Jesus, which is a true vaudeville number. Love it. Which is very speaky and oh,
0: super in easy. your
1: lower mix, and it's
0: I literally yeah, it's just pattern. It's fine. It's just-
1: um, that one. actually kind of works really well.
0: It works well in my range. That that was that one was very unproblematic. Uh,
1: and then the weirdest one is actually probably on the Willows,
0: hundred um, percent.
1: But w- you know, which is like a folk rock like ethereal. Folk-sy. You know, whatever um, i actually told sarah it's, it's basically just the special music during communion
0: but it is it is <laughs> or like when they're doing the offering
1: it's the special no literally it's during communion in the show oh
0: wow it's well, literally, literally last literally supper communion. but uh, <laughs> yeah yeah you're right
1: <laughs> but anyway um but anyway we were hitting it and we used mm-hmm. a super wide divergent e-shape yes and like a lot of teeth Yes. A lot of you know and Oh yeah, there's
0: no like there's no and height.
1: and it's so interesting because Sarah obviously grew up a classical singer, you mm-hmm. know, was trained as a classical singer but also has been trained in some some musical theater styles and has has had some good success singing in a musical theater style. Um and uh this was uh this was great. I mean, it was
0: Thank you. I I mean, I'm enjoying it and like you Kinda gotta, like the challenge.
1: You really gotta fight that urge though as a classical oh singer. My like gosh. if you're gonna belt particularly that e vowel, if you're gonna take that e vowel up that high, oh your my ch- lizard classical singer brain wants it- nothing more appropriately in classical singing, necessarily in classical singing, than to go vertical and to go
0: it's, you know It's ridiculously difficult to fight that that urge. And especially once I'm like well, and I'm sure that's part of why I was having such issues on my own was that like, I knew I didn't necessarily want to try to try to belt all of that because that I don't think I would have gone super well for me. But the minute I was like, okay, I'm gonna mix, I wanted I that's where I I wanted to slip into making things taller, and it just wasn't.
1: Well, and what I told her yesterday is when she was rocking it, the reality is our ears. We had such presence of higher harmonics once she went that divergent. Yeah,
0: it doesn't and, sound. And it
1: and it coked her vocal folds into a really, really snappy, sn- <laughs> snappy flow you phonation. You can
0: do the little frat snap.
1: Really snappy flow phonation.
0: I can't even. I, can't, um, I literally can't even.
1: It was shaking. really clean phonation. She had so much more presence of higher harmonics, and there was just so much auditory roughness in, in the in the in the in in my brain that it perceived as if it was chest voice yeah but i told her i said in the middle of. i said just just be aware that phonationally you're in mode two
0: that helped a lot you
1: you are absolutely in mode two there's no way that that was mode one if we had thrown the egg on her it would have been under 30 yeah i mean like it it just the the those noises up there in that musical theater sound, they are just not Mode 1. You might think that they're Mode 1. I, but I, it's
0: kind of freeing. I would
1: be shocked, in most cases, if any of those would have a CQ over 28.
0: It's kind of freeing, though, to tell yourself, like, no, no, this is Mode 2. You know, like, to not even try...
1: Exactly. Exactly. That helps so and much on the Willows. And yet, and yet... That wildly divergent vocal tract shape. Oh, yeah. And that snappy, snappy phonation gave you so much presence of higher harmonics that uh, in our ears, it was just buzz, 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 buzz. And it makes it sound chesty, 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 chesty. chesty. Like, perceptually. Yeah. Which is literally how you get away with doing that eight shows a week, vocal fam.
0: Well, and that's what I told him, was I wanted to figure something out that, like... I knew I would be able to do consistently I'm about to cough because I <coughs> haven't been drinking enough water
1: Sarah has not drunk enough water vocal fam <laughs> I and haven't. she needs to cough <laughs> by the way I don't know how it is where you are living right now the heat is on and blowing like a wildfire I'm going to blame right that too now. I could barely uh, uh, it's okay. sleep I got uh, a piece of
0: gum that'll help
1: I don't know about your humidifier situation, Vocal Fam, but mine is running all night long because I, I can't sleep you. otherwise. Um, particularly after the strep, like I just—I was so dry then because we were running heat so much. Um,
0: That's what I need to do. I have been feeling every morning I wake up just super dry and you get constantly thirsty, and you I need get to get, get a humidifier. humidifier. I, yep. That had not clicked with me. I just honestly—I'd been like, am I not drinking enough water? No, at night you got to get a humidifier. For sure. But that's what it is. Because every morning I'm waking up like I've been walking in the desert.
1: For sure. Like for sure, I'm John for sure. the Baptist. Knew-
0: <laughs> with my locust.
1: <laughs> She's eating locusts. And my camel and, hair. And wearing, wearing, wearing uh, burlap.
0: And it always sounded like a I would the like to say, say that Sarah animals.
1: is not currently wearing burlap vocal fam. She's actually that's got what a, I a, should a nice do. turtle mock turtleneck and, okay. and jeans. But
0: that is what I should do to get into to character, like method acting. I'm going to go. I'm and start find, dressing in burlap? Yeah, all burlap.
1: Speaking of method Sounds acting, before we switch to pop culture, speaking of, of method acting, apparently, last Friday, Perno will admit, he had a bit of a breakdown. A lot of stress in my life at the moment.
0: That was very understandably.
1: Um, and Sarah informed me <laughs> that during our production meeting for Godspell last Friday, apparently, oh my gosh. apparently I kept breaking into Italian.
0: Yep. It was hysterical. That's
1: how much the Puccini is in my brain.
0: (laughs) It was hysterical because I'm just sitting there and like he would say something like a normal English sentence and then all of a sudden at the very end, we'd just have a few words of Italian. Un poco. Yeah, yeah, just scattered. Occasionally, a little Italian accent thrown in and I was just like, oh, so this is where we're at. (laughs) Nice to see that we've reached this point and we've got about another, oh... Month that he's going to be living with this Good. Good, uh, good.
1: How about two weeks from Monday?
0: Uh, uh, I was aiming at the MC performance, but yeah. Uh,
1: okay, a month from Monday, but two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, anyway, Perna's memorized. Yay! Uh, so anyway, um, anyway, it was a great lesson, Sarah. Yesterday, you sounded was, you sounded I fantastic.
0: Loved the. Pew exercise, and I'm stealing it.
1: So anyway, it was it was Sarah's like first real Try lesson not. with me.
0: I know it was very successful, and, very uh, successful. Yeah, and I I told him afterwards, which it, it was a good thing. But friends, it's a good thing that most people do not see me practicing or just doing anything on my own. I am an incredibly competitive person. However, I am competitive with myself.
1: Mm, so I, you just like to work hard.
0: I hold myself to a ridiculous standard. Do you, re- like hard, do you like
1: to work hard, vocal fans? Do you like to work hard? You probably do. Students who are out there But I try hard? to
0: hide it because it's a little crazy. But unfortunately, you know, we're we're pretty comfortable around each other at this point, and so in the lesson, and me, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got to witness some of that weirdness. We had a but good time. Was, it was probably a good thing. It was a good thing. A good it was a good time. Yeah, it anyway. did not end in much shouting or, or bloodshed. Or bloodshed. I, ne- I never really thought I'd done in bloodshed. I just thought there'd be more shouting than singing.
1: There were no even uh, nerd like magic wands thrown at each other that or anything. That would
0: be. A mi- Wait a minute. <laughs> Was that an option? I didn't even know. Like, I'm bringing sticks next time.
1: <laughs> we should do that.
0: But like, really?
1: <laughs> um. Anyway, vocal fan, wow, boy, there has been um, lots of pop culture stuff happened since yes. we have recorded last time, and we don't have time to like get into everything. But l- l- let's just run down some highlights. Okay. Uh, how about the fact that after four episodes, the book of Boba Fett has turned into the book of the Mandalorian season I was gonna say, three.
0: It's like Mandalorian two point five.
1: Well, and. And I love it. I'm here for it. Episode 6 was actually Return of the Jedi 2.3. Yes,
0: yes, it really was. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not upset about any of it. And I am glad that even though this week's episode was still very just Mandalorian-centric... At the end, it certainly does start to tie into yeah. the rest of Boba Fett. It made me feel like, well, I'm I'm glad that I did watch those first four <laughs> Have episodes. You seen that
1: meme, the book of Boba Fett, guest starring Boba Fett?
0: Yes, I did, and I laughed <laughs> very hard because that is what it feels like right now.
1: The first this this show has been weird.
0: It has been very weird. It's been very weird, and not um not what I expected. Not what I
1: expected not what i expected but after this episode i was really just i I messaged michael and sarah last night and i was like because i finally had a chance to watch it last night um and thanks to a lesson you you say
0: finally as if it wasn't one day after the episode aired (laughs)
1: um and that was only thanks to a lesson no show but um i uh (laughs) so i got to go home and actually eat some dinner um yeah, my life is actually That's currently at, that yeah. overscheduled. Yes, I know, vocal fam. It's, anyway. But um, I uh, <laughs> I said to them, I was like, uh, oh, no, I lost my train of thought. What did I say to y'all? Like, at the
0: end of the episode? Huh, I can, oh, I can no. literally look. I was just
1: like, no, it was just like, I was like, look, at this point, Dave Filoni can basically do whatever he wants. And yep. and just say to Have John accurate. Favreau, so this is what we're going to do. And I'm, not, I'm I'm trying not to give away any spoilers for any of you who have not watched episode, The guys. Book of Boba Fett. It's but emotional. But like, it well Let's emotional. just say that there continue to be remarkably well animated in real life characters from Clone Wars. So impressive. That I don't think we ever thought would be.
0: I did not think I would ever see that character. It, it was. Especially looking like that.
1: It, I predicted it last season. Well,
0: you're right. You did. And, you did, yeah.
1: And then when it happened, I, I messaged Sarah and Michael. I was like, ah!
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> For, of all the crazy stuff that happened in this week's episode, actually, that was the thing that excited me the most. Ugh. Not the thing that made me cry the most. Oh,
0: yeah, I cried. I cried. I'm actually glad that y'all were both emotional, too, because I was feeling a little guilty about the fact that I cried multiple times well, during this episode. I don't think I cried at what y'all cried at, though. Which if was you crazy. say don't
1: try to me.
0: Yeah, you're going to cry.
1: That was. Uh...
0: So yeah, the, we definitely that cried was at rough, different that parts. Moment. That moment
1: was rough.
0: But I did cry a good bit, uh, and I just don't know if I'm mentally or emotionally prepared for next week.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's even gonna happen. I don't
0: either. I don't either.
1: Because obviously, next week is going to somehow set up Mandalorian season three.
0: Apparently. And
1: I would just like apparently. to throw out this still prediction that I predicted at the end of Mandalorian season two. Which was. That the end of this, sh- of all of this. Is Grogu standing on the throne awesome. of Mandalore with his little metal ear helmet, holding the dark saber as the true king of Mandalore? I
0: mean, that would—that
1: has to be the end of where all this is going.
0: Very cool.
1: There's just no way that that is not where all this is going.
0: That would be very cool. Now, just I love our little Grogu. He's just—he's <laughs> still just a baby, guys. I mean, he's like a 50 or something year old baby, but he's a baby. Indeed. He's just a little baby.
1: A day for Walking him around. or a. What, well, what, what, what did what they say? A,
0: like a, a moment for you is a lifetime. A moment
1: lifetime? for you is a lifetime for that someone me. else. That
0: got me. It, made me. it gave me real bad feels in my heart. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway. All, in other, not in, too many spoilers. In random other pop culture news. Congratulations to Spider-Man for still yeah. setting box office what records the during the pan- during the Omicron surge of the pandemic.
0: I saw a video this I didn't realize Golly. how well it was still doing till I saw a video of Tom Holland being told that if it got like just a few million more that it, it would it, be the highest grossing ever, like it would beat Avatar.
1: No, that's not true. It it hadn't it, but it is it is it is number 3, I think.
0: It's close. I don't
1: think it's hit Endgame or Avatar yet. I don't think it's hit either. Well, one. then
0: maybe the maybe the video was because he looked like in this video he was very surprised when they said that.
1: I I think it's still actually yeah because it
0: said Tom Holland just had the best live reaction to hearing No Way Home is 23 million from away from overtaking Avatar at the box office.
1: Oh, I I wonder if that's a specific type though, or if that's global.
0: Oh, and the, it prompted a lot of. Google's just with 1.74... Well, and Avatar might not be the number one grossing movie now, or something like that.
1: No, it overtook Endgame again because of that re-release for some anniversary or something. Anyway, but congratulations to Spider-Man. Yeah, in, regardless. Woo. Uh, really remarkable showing, considering the pandemic. Um, in other random pop culture news... I don't know how many listeners we actually have who are like Sarah and I and who are true Whovians Uh, and have still continued to watch Doctor Who through the Chibnall era and um, heard us talk about Doctor Who Flux and maybe went back and watched Doctor Who Flux in the fall. Yeah. Wild Doctor Who news that is apparently by the best sources that I know of on the internet true.
0: I hope it is. That would be, a I mean...
1: This is, like, remarkable for a property. This is like Luke Skywalker coming back to Star Yeah, Wars. it
0: really is. Actually. It really it, is. It really is. Well, and, like, like this I can't is the think level of like, young Luke Skywalker coming, coming back. back. to Not Star even Wars. just, like, because, like, Mark Hamill Not coming old back, period, is exciting. No, 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 But, no. no, this is, somehow we're getting young Luke Skywalker and it
1: works. In Doctor Who. The the So the, the rumor is, and I've heard now a couple of reliable sources
0: increasingly reliable.
1: confirm that this is actually not a rumor, that this is actually happening. You know, we talked about in the fall that Russell T. Davies is coming back to Doctor Who as showrunner. Well, the okay. Russell T. Davies era of Doctor Who was the first five seasons of New Who, the first season with Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor and Rose as the companion, and then the following four seasons... Uh, with David Tennant as the 10th mm, Doctor yes. who many people believe that while everyone has their Doctor everyone has their David Tennant is the Doctor he's
0: like the quintessential I'll give um, him that David
1: Tennant became an actor actually wanting to be the Doctor on Doctor Who and married the doc- a Doctor Who co-star who is actually the Doctor da- of Sylvester- daughter? daughter of Sylvester McCoy who was the 5th
0: Doctor um, they're cute. They're so cute.
1: Anyway, <laughs> so the doctor's daughter married and the, the doctor who and was the doctor's daughter. The doctor's daughter. It's anyway, not as weird as it sounds. Anyway, so Tennant was the doctor for those four seasons with three different companions: season Fabulous. Rose, Martha. Uh, Martha, Jones, and then Donna. And then, uh, and then Donna a season Noble. with Donna, who is most people's favorite companion of New Who, all of New Who.
0: She's a great one. I love Catherine Tate.
1: Um, Catherine Tate is a wonderful comedic actress. And you
0: know, I... Well, go on. Go on.
1: So anyway, the rumor mill started spinning about two weeks ago that David Tennant was coming back to Doctor Who. I would love it. With Russell T. Davies. Everybody thought that was Bogus and well, just, yeah,
0: because I feel like we hear that every so yeah, often. Yeah, every,
1: every... Particularly when we're going to have a Doctor Regeneration They're like, or oh, something. they might
0: bring back oh, David Tennant. they might Tennant. bring back
1: David Tennant. Like, it's always, like, the it's thing It's always you,
0: a... It's thrown out. You hear it at least once. Well,
1: every reliable source of Doctor Who that I know on the internet, Radio Free Scarro and others, has confirmed from their insider sources that for a limited run...
0: That's the way to do it.
1: Possibly is fewer than six episodes. I was going to
0: say, three or four would even be perfect.
1: David Tennant and maybe Catherine Tate Tate. are coming back to reprise their roles as the Doctor and Donna.
0: I could see them. For
1: a limited run. Now, what what I understand is that if the rumors are true, it's a limited run with a different crew than our... Because remember... um, I said in the fall uh, RTD's the women who did the offshoot of his production company called Bad Wolf which Mm -hmm. was from the original show of Doctor Who Bad Wolf was bought by Sony Mm -hmm. and Bad Wolf Sony And the BBC are now partner producers of Doctor Who for the first time. Love it. What I understand to be true is that there are going to be two production teams, one of whom's going to be working on this short season with Tennant, and then one who's going to actually be working on the next Doctor.
0: I think that's. They're going to need to capitalize on bringing David Tennant back.
1: Well, it would. So remember. When this episode hits, mm-hmm. whatever the next thing is at Jody's regeneration, yeah, that is the hundredth episode of the BBC. And that would be, and a year later is the sixtieth anniversary of Doctor Who.
0: What a time to bring David Tennant back!
1: So, I mean, these rumors very well may be true.
0: They could be, or you know what? I mean, this isn't a rumor, but like, alternatively, what I feel like would have been almost would have been wonderful too is bringing christopher eccleston back i would love a little redemption for him
1: let's just say that if we get like some kind of video this fall
0: where it's david at the end of jody's
1: episode and we get tenant whose voice is Scottish. He actually yes. speaks with a Scottish <gasps> he accent. He could but, do it but, in the
0: Scottish accent. Well, that would be amazing. But his
1: doctor spoke in a Brit in a London accent.
0: But if it's a different, like if it is truly a regeneration.
1: Well, see, that's the other question: is is he is Jody regenerating into back to the, or
0: is this a lost memory,
1: or are we going in a time jump and they're going to de-age him?
0: Well, or even, I mean, we still have the whole. Half human, doc. You know what I mean. We've got meta.
1: We, meta we have ten. the one who's over, and the other in the pot in the other universe. There's so
0: many options. So they've
1: got options.
0: I would live for it.
1: The Doctor Who corner of the internet, it will lose its ever flipping mind. I'm ready for it. I mean, like lose their mind.
0: Well, and you know, I thought Michael made a really good point as far as like having the two things shooting that it would be really good because they have because they've been so far apart, like there are some missed cultural cues yeah, time wise.
1: what I what I understand is that the with if there are two production blocks that they intend to release Tenants Limited series and not have that long of a delay is, before actually launching I don't know if it'll be the 14th or the 15th Doctor. A Doctor. But the actual new Doctor. Yeah. Um, It also, doing it with Tennant kind of creates a bridge of like trying to bring back maybe some fandom that they've maybe lost. Yeah. While also allowing them to propel forward into something else.
0: Okay, especially if they bring him back as a different Doctor, I think.
1: Like some kind of Metacrisis Doctor or...
0: Like if he comes back with a Scottish accent because I, I think that's the best way to bridge the gap between your right. different Who fans.
1: So, I mean anyway, so... Who knows? Watch your Doctor Who news. I doubt we'll know anything before the... It'll be a while. I don't think it'll be I don't think we'll know anything about that still through the Easter special.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, we'll have a Doctor Who special in April and then we get the Big one for the. It is like the. And as I understand it, it is the 8 p.m. slot. Nice. For the 100th anniversary of the BBC on like Friday night. What
0: a time to bring David Tennant back, though.
1: What a time to bring one of your most famous actors. I. I could see
0: them both, because, like, David Tennant has been doing, I feel like, a decent amount of stuff since Doctor, like, he's, but he's not too, too busy for me to be like, oh, no, Uh, there's no way. David Tennant
1: is my favorite Marvel villain of all time. He is
0: my favorite Marvel villain. Because
1: Kilgrave was.
0: And what did I, you want to know what's wild? So Jamie and I just, for kicks and giggles, we watched, they've made a TV show based on the podcast Critical Role.
1: They've we don't, made a TV show about it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I know about yeah, the podcast.
0: Yeah. kind of, well,
1: Role's a D&D podcast. A and d podcast, fam, which we haven't listened to
0: that podcast, but we were like, uh, eh, we'll watch the show. David Tennant voices one of the
1: characters. Amazing. You know Actually, that, you know voices
0: that, the freaking villain. Of course. Of course.
1: Do You know that David Tennant was Scrooge McDuck, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, he's in it, and then who else? Not oh, old Scrooge um, McDuck.
1: Not not nineteen eighty Scrooge Stephanie McDuck. Stephanie Beatriz
0: is. is also in it. Ah. What a while. Like I, was, I wasn't expecting that because we just thought it would be some little, I don't know.
1: What a time to be alive. What a time
0: to be alive, guys. What a time to be
1: alive, vocal fam. What
0: a time. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, pa- Perna's got to teach voice. Yep. Um, <laughs> and use the bathroom before he teaches voice. I've
0: got to go. I've got, y'all, the problem with coming into a musical like a month and a half after everybody else is that I don't know the music.
1: Sarah's got- uh, I got music to learn. She's got stuff to do.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know it, and they're supposed to be off book apparently in like a week. If
1: anyone up. listening out there would like to sponsor Lyric Stage at MC, I am selling program ads.
0: Yeah. Uh, so
1: if you if you or your business would like to put a ad in our program, you can contact me and uh, sponsor Lyric Stage at MC as either a diamond. No platinum, gold, or silver sponsor.
0: Then you can even get free tickets to come and see me.
1: If yeah, if you if you if really, really want, want, like
0: what what a wild time.
1: Okay, vocal fam, that is it for us. No episode next week. Yep. I yep. am praying to the Lord God Almighty. That so You're gonna be moving. That My family and I will be moving into our new home next weekend. We're gonna move you somewhere.
0: Uh, even if it's my garage. We are definitely
1: leaving my house next Friday. Um, but we are very hopeful still that we will move into our new home um, next weekend. So there will be no Vocal Fry next weekend, um, yep. but we'll be back with you in two weeks. Yep. Okay, Vocal Fam. Um, all right, that's Bye. it for us. Peace. Oh, Sarah.
0: Oh, what? What'd you have for breakfast? Oh, I think it's a wild thing, guys. I tried this recipe. I made baked oatmeal. It's pretty good. Sounds now, um, I did put chocolate chips in it because who Was went? there cinnamon? There was a little bit of cinnamon. It used, like... So, I used what I had on hand. It called for either... You could do bananas, applesauce, or Greek yogurt. I had Greek yogurt. So, I did, like, ah. Greek yogurt, peanut butter... Delicious. Cinnamon. Peanut
1: butter and oats, like...
0: Oh, yeah. A little bit of milk. Like And you just mix it all up. And then I threw in... Because, you know, I'm, I'm me. I threw in... um some mini chocolate chips and a little bit of honey and then i baked it in the oven and it was actually
1: desperately hungry i'm so sorry
0: it was delicious in the last
1: month i've only been eating carbohydrates at one meal a week
0: i'm so sorry which
1: is tonight actually (gasps) when we go to celebrate my daughter's birthday with some all you can eat sushi oh so that sounds nice all right vocal fam we're out peace bye